Hi, my name's Silas, aka Silector. I was born and raised in East Oxford, which I'm very proud of. Since I left Oxford, however, I've battled with my identity as an Oxfordian, after having to tirelessly enlighten people about the alternative Oxford that isn't represented in popular media. People just don't seem to know the Oxford I know and love. Students of Oxford and Brooks University make up only around about 20% of the population, yet seem to contribute more to the stereotype of a young Oxfordian than the other 80% of the population. In fact, the Oxford I see boasts the third highest ethnic minority population in South East England. The neighbourhoods in Oxford I'm most familiar with are amongst the 20% most deprived in England, where one in four children live below the poverty line and 22% of adults have little or no educational qualifications. As of this, over breakfast, I wanted to talk to people who are from the same place as me and have gone on to do great things with their lives and see how they have explored their identity as an unfortunate Oxfordian. Hello and uh, welcome to another edition of Unfortunate Oxfordians. Yes, I'm so, um, I'm so excited to be with you today. Yep, I'm joined by someone else who's also quite unfortunate. Um, goes by the name of Maya Francis. Hello Maya. Hello, how are you? I'm very well man, it's really nice to see you. And you? We've known each other for a long time, since we were about five yeah, years five old. Yeah, five years old, five years old. So, just to kind of give some context, so... I've known you since we were about five. We went to first school together, yep. and and I didn't see you for a bit in secondary school until I remember vividly a moment where I went to Temple County Middle School, uh-huh. and yeah, 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 you yeah, went yeah. to ISIS. Yeah, I went to ISIS. And you had a green football kit, <laughs> and it was horrible. But I remember <laughs> there was a big football tournament that was hosted at our school in Temple County, mm. and you were there. Yeah, you played yeah, centre back for ISIS, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember. And that was oh the first God, time I saw it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that vividly. Wow. Um, but just for reference as well, we went to SS Mary and John First School. Yes. Which is um, just off of Morden Road. Morden Road, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's safe to say you're East Oxfordian. Yes, um, definitely. So tell me what it was like, kind of growing up and going to first school in SS Mary and John. <gasps> what were the things you remember the most at that time? What were the things I remember the most. Um, I would say the things I remember the most, I think just, you know, in general, growing up young in Oxford, mm-hmm. it felt like, it felt safe, it felt alright, okay. being young, mm. it felt safe. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that might be because when you're young, you're like naive and yeah, you're yeah. just young, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're, not, you're not involving yourself in anything or, um, but yeah, I remember it being safe, uh, making lots of friends, um, playing loads of sport, so many different types of sport. Do you remember playing rounders with Pauline? Oh my god, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at school at lunchtime, yeah. Pauline would pull out like the rounders kit yeah. and there was yeah. like a big square in like the middle of our playground. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember to the left of it, there was our canteen. Mm-hmm. And I remember, remember Nazia? Yes. She was like the one left-hander. Yeah, And yeah, she used yeah, to call yeah. it the super, was it supersonic? <laughs> it 
where because everyone obviously hit it right-handed, yeah. so the ball yeah, would yeah. naturally go into the field where people yeah. get it. But she would knock it over so the canteen. Completely different, literally. <laughs> yeah. completely and that was a supersonic because it yeah. instant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Run. I remember as well actually when we were playing rounders one day. Do you remember Tommy Tommy English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it. It, the game got so intense. Yeah. I remember him smacking his head off one of, <laughs> and still to this day, I think it's my fault. But I don't know how it happened. He ended up smacking his head off um, one of the window ledges, which was made out of like, like or slate or something. Yeah, yeah. He smacked it. It was just blood everywhere. Oh my god, I had such a guilty conscience. It, oh, it's horrible. Do you not know when I had an attack? Not an attack, but <laughs> Zulfika. Because remember that the rule was, we're talking about rounders now, the rule was you hit the ball and then put the bat down yeah, and yeah, run. Yeah. Yeah. But Zulfa Kakan used to try yeah. and do it in one action. So you would hit the ball and oh, let yeah, go. And let go. And I remember one time Pauline wasn't there to mm. like facilitate it, mm. to make sure everyone was standing where they should mm. be. So because you're eager to bat next, I was yeah, yeah, next yeah. to bat after Zulfika. Because I was so eager, I was like edging forward. Yeah, yeah. And I was really close to him. So when he hit the ball and let go, the bat whacked me in the forehead. Oh, I don't remember Do you not remember that? And I had a massive lump, like, I could see oh my, my own God. forehead. That's yeah. bonkers. Year three, I remember. Miss, uh, Miss Payne took me to school. Miss Payne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I think it's safe to say we had, a, we had a great time in first school. I think one thing that, for me, I'm not sure if it's safe for you, one yeah. thing that I didn't kind of realise until later in life was so important about when we went to first school is the the um, diversity mm, absolutely 100%. even little things like I remember the, the front it was a Church of England school but mm. they even had it written in mm. Urdu mm. which I yeah, thought was yeah, amazing yeah. I remember like we learned so much about like when Eid happened we Eid sang a song Eid was my favourite Eid Mubarak Eid Mubarak that was amazing and we, we would come dressed in, in clothes yeah, appropriate yeah. For, for Eid as well god yeah no Amazing. Do you know what? I was thinking about this actually the other day in terms of um, how we met. Mm -hmm. Can you remember actually how and why we met at school? Was it something to do with our mums? Kind of. So my sister lived in London. And I'm oh, going to say the story. Okay, I'm yeah. going to say yeah. it. Because I find it really ironic how both of us, um, where we're living, and actually the, the reason why, why we met was that your mum, who I'd never met yeah. before, because you don't, you don't meet each other's mums at school yeah, yeah. very often. Um, and me and my mum were on the tube, we were on the underground going to see my sister or going back to Oxford one, one way or the other. Yeah. And your mum was sat opposite me and my mum on the yeah. tube and I had no idea who she was, like I said, I never met her. And she left a school picture of you on the train Oh, it's all coming back to me. It was a school picture. Yeah. And she accidentally left it on the train. And I saw the picture. I was like, to my mum, I was like, I'll go to, board, I'll go to school with that boy. I'll go, I know who he is. I knew who he is. He goes to my school. Yeah. And so me and my mum obviously took it back to Oxford. And then we gave it back to your mum. And that's how actually you and me, because although we went to the same school yeah. at that very young age, we hadn't hung out. And that's how we started hanging out with each other. That's amazing. And I just, it's... So it's actually because of London, yeah, yeah. funnily enough, even though we went to the same school in Oxford, that yeah, we yeah. met. I just find it Which so is also coincidental because, um, just for reference, we're recording this in Croydon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, we were just discussing a second ago. I'm not sure if it's London or not, but it kind of is. I think it is. But yeah, we're both, we're both like based in London now, <laughs> from Oxford. Um, so yeah, I, 
one thing I really wanted to ask uh, from you is something that I've never really asked and I didn't ever really consider until later in life that mm. you're kind of of African descent but it's mm, not mm, it's not mm, massively evident mm, mm, if I'm completely mm, honest I didn't actually acknowledge or find this out until you yeah. renamed yourself Maya Kanye Ramses Francis <laughs> stop it <laughs> <laughs> I'm a massive obsession with Kanye West just to let you know and I remember <laughs> so the Kanye reference I got and then mm. Ramses was like is that like an Egyptian pharaoh or something? Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. I found out from that that yeah, you have yeah. like Egyptian in you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you know what? It's it's funny because only the other day I was thinking, because yeah. funnily enough, I think, uh, I suppose we're going into a negative about Oxford. I, I I find that growing up in Oxford gave me sort of like an identity crisis and even still to this day, I suppose I struggle with it because... Yeah. And the fact that obviously growing up in Oxford um, is is known to be the white city in a weird way. Yeah. Um, so automatically people would just see me as a white person. Yeah, yeah. Which is understandable, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm light skin, but I never, to this day. Um, identified myself as a white person or a black person or an Asian person I'd just class myself as myself really. yeah because yeah. Um, to me um, when it comes to the colour of skin no skin colour skin tone is the same as anybody else's so your skin tone is no um, it's not even the same as mom and dad's yeah, <laughs> yeah so but even if you know, you sat next to somebody who wasn't of the same skin tone as you. Yours is still unique to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's and, and growing up in Oxford, I would think so deep. Um, and I think whether it's Oxford or if it's myself, to be honest with you, in a way gave, gave me an identity crisis. I call it because I didn't know what category or what box I had to fit in, and so I almost had to find it out for myself. Um, did this all start in Oxford? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Because I would, I would always hang around with like so many different types of people um, in, in school. It's not one of those things where it was just like, oh, I'm going to hang out with the black people, I'm going to hang yeah, out yeah. with the white people. I never saw it like that. Yeah, There's yeah. Some people, I suppose, do, um, but I never saw it like that. Um, and I remember being at. Um, Oxford Community School. Yeah. And I remember um, one day we went to park after school. I can't remember who we were with, but I do remember I was with Michelle. And some people came over and they kept saying, why are you trying to be black? To me. Yeah. And I was just like... And from then on, I was just like, wow. One, I've never been been told that before or said that to me before. But I remember... It was, oh, I can't remember who it was that sent it to me. I probably don't even know them, but they were just some randomers and they were just like, why? And I think it was because I was hung up, hanging around with Cashel and mm. I think Oasis was there. And I think you were there actually, mm. Shelley Park. We went yeah, after, I I after school one day. Mm. Um, and so being said, said that to me, I was just like so taken back by it. And it's little things like that that you carry with you throughout your yeah. life. Um, and I just wonder to whoever it is that said that to me what made them feel to say that to me it's kind of I feel it's, it's ironic so just for reference as well so we obviously ended up at high school together yeah yeah, yeah. Oxford school we, we, we reunited reunited exactly <laughs> yeah. um, which is in like the heart of 
Cowley, mm. which is one of the most diverse places in Oxford. Absolutely. Which is a diverse place in itself. Absolutely. Oxford. So, um, one of the most. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I remember, uh, yeah, I kind of find it ironic that someone from that same environment would ask you that question mm, because, exactly. like you just said, you're in such an environment that you don't even have the opportunity to exactly. question. Exactly. If, you know, like people's kind of difference because of yeah, their skin yeah, tone yeah, like you yeah. almost like genuinely do not realize yeah, yeah. or do not care exactly exactly and it's is, and, and, and in a way i suppose the positive that comes out of that is that i was the kind of person that saw completely past skin tone yeah. or skin color or where you're from i completely see past it i see through it but it's almost as if, as i've got older i obsess over who the hell i am yeah. who am i like i don't know who i like i don't know what box i should yeah, yeah. Fit in. And I hate the whole ticket box kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because it, when it, you know, when it comes to forms and stuff, it's just like, mm, well, I'm not that, I'm not this, I'm definitely not that. So we'll just I go mixed put, other. I normally put something like wrong on purpose, but yeah. I've kind of learned why that's a bad idea now. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll just look at it and put like, yeah, I'm going to say Chinese, just, yeah. just for bad. <laughs> <sake. laughs> but I've kind of realised why that's yeah. a bad idea. Mm. That's a completely different conversation, but I yeah. kind of. It's really frustrating, but I get why they use them. But yeah. especially in today's age, I get why it's used. Because, but at the same time, especially I think back then, mm. it's just like it's setting you up to. Well, for me anyway, it's certainly yeah. setting me up to be confused for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and still, at the age of twenty-seven, I'm just like, who am I? You know, in in a sense of. Yes, I'm of African descent. That's 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 great. I'm I'm half Egyptian. Cool. My mum's British. She's English. Fine. Um, and I know that, and that's fine. But I have this this. It's as if I need to, um, or should have, just like a placard on the top of my head to tell people this. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I remember at Oxford Community School, I was having counselling once. And do you remember, I can't even remember his name now, it's really bad, but the Lenny Henry, the Lenny Henry. The Lenny Henry? The Lenny Henry, the, the, the tall guy that, that sometimes did basketball. He was a basketball coach. Oh, yeah. He was a counsellor as well. I completely forget his oh, name. Oh, what was his name? And he, he we had all called such him Lenny a deep Henry. voice. Yeah, we all called him Lenny Henry because he was just he so funny. He broke my finger and, once. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That doesn't surprise me, he's, he's, a, he's a tall dude. Not because he like attacked me he didn't abuse me but it was like part of this basketball thing we'd have yeah. to sit against the wall yeah. and he would like watch everyone and if you're not paying attention he'll throw the ball at you really fast and obviously I wasn't paying attention so he threw the ball at me I was like Whoa, and it just oh, whacked me in the finger yeah, and broke yeah, yeah, yeah. it which whacked the mic but yeah no, I remember I was having a session with him once and he sat down and, and this was a really again it's obviously a momentous moment in my life because I still to this day remember it. He sat me down and he said, Maya, you look you look like you've you 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 have got mi some, a mixture of something in you. Yeah. Where are you from? Like are you you know I was like, Yeah I'm half Egyptian. He's like, Ah yeah I can see it in you and I was just like for a black man to say that to me it was so there was, there was a lot of comfort and warmth from it. Um but for somebody to see something in me that, in, in, in a way, seeing past the, 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 my skin tone in, in, in a way, yeah. but seeing actually it goes deeper and further than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to me, still to this day, again, age 27, I will never ever forget it because for me that was a really 
um, warming moment in my life, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think he obviously got that because I was just so shocked that someone actually saw something past me being light-skinned, just like, yeah. wow, you know. That's, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and there's something so beautiful about it. And so that's why I say, you know, it's not everybody, not everybody thinks that way or, you know, I, I know so many people that just wouldn't have a clue if someone seemed or looked or, or um, had an inkling of that they're maybe of mixed heritage or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I see it, you know. I yeah. go further. I don't just take it for face value of what someone looks like, you yeah, know. Yeah. Or you ask question or, you know, spark conversation, you know. And it, it's, it, it's one of those things where actually it matters because... For that person, for like me, for example, for that person to be seen past that, the how they, you know, the front of you looks like, mm. it it means a lot because it's just like, well, you're not naive almost, in 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 a way educated, I suppose. Like I don't know, I'm muffling on, but um, it's interesting. <laughs> kind of going back to, I know exactly what you mean mm. when someone. Mm of colour asks you, oh, what's your kind of heritage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of comforting because there's almost like a acknowledgement now. Yeah, we're that's both, it. Acknowledgement, exactly. We're both absolutely. kind of like different. That's how yeah, we kind of, yeah. you know, we're from a similar yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah. But I always find it really interesting because mm. if like, uh, say, white British person was to ask me the same, mm. I wouldn't feel comforted at all. I would feel oh, otherized. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes yeah. people say to me, like, and I really want to get out of this like way of thinking, but there's been times where a white person has asked me where I'm from mm. and I've been like, Oxford. Yeah. Like, stop trying to prove I'm different. <laughs> um, I'm British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if a black person has asked me where I'm from, I'd be like, oh yeah, my family is Jamaican. Yeah. And I, oh, I, I, I wonder why, I really wonder why I do that. It's yeah. kind of like a fear of being otherised. Yeah. But from the other mm. hand, it's like an acknowledgement that we're the same. Mm, 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 um, mm. Do, do you feel the same? Or? Yeah, I mean... The funny thing... Right. <laughs> When anybody asks me where I'm from, mm. um, I automatically think, oh, are you, not in terms of being half Egyptian or anything, I automatically yeah. think, okay, where was I born? Yeah. Um, and every time someone asks me, yeah, or even if, if we're in conversation and I'm like, yeah, I, I used to live in Oxford, but yeah. I'm not posh, I'd always have to That's get so that in. That's so interesting, yeah. I'd always have to get it in. I even said it just the other day. Yeah. I was talking to somebody and I was like, yeah, um, I, I grew up in Oxford, but I'm not posh, I'm not posh. Yeah, yeah. And everybody laughs. Um, because it's that perception that if you're from Oxford, you are automatically posh and privileged. Mad, and yeah. it's just like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. 100% you're not. And then it goes on, I go on to the, to the, um, um, the topic of, what Oxford's like in a sense that there is such a divide in Oxford. Almost like segregation of Oxford in that you've got you've got like Blackbird Lees, mm-hmm. um, and then you've got Cowley, which is me. So you've got Cowley, he, Blackbird Lees here, then Cowley, then you're going into town nearly. And it's yeah. literally ten minutes from the middle of Oxford, which is I suppose East Oxford. Yeah. Then you go you're ten minutes down the road to like where I live 10 minutes yeah. down the road all the way to, along the Cowley Road yeah, yeah into Oxford where all the mm. universities are but then 10 minutes this way you're in Blackbird Lees um, but 10 minutes that way you're in, you're in the centre of Oxford and then you've got North Oxford yeah. and you can see how much of a divide 
yeah, Oxford yeah. becomes just by... So if you go from one end of... of, of, of so Black, start from Blackbird Lees, and you're going through... Past Cowley Centre. Past Cowley Centre. <laughs> you see such a change within minutes. You mm. see such a, a change in the kinds of people that are around and what the buildings look like and mm. how much they take care of this area compared to that area, etc., yeah, yeah. etc. And it's really interesting. And I always have feel that I've got to explain that story. And when I do explain that story, people are like, what? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a beautiful place. And I'm like, yeah, it is a beautiful place. Yeah. But never get it twisted in the sense of that it's not what it's like in the movies. Yeah, it's yeah. not what it's like on the TV, like Dr. Foster or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or not Dr. Foster. Um, um, oh, what's it called? I know, it's actually Inspector Morse. Yeah, Inspector Morse. Is it Inspector Morse? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think that's so. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. It's I literally, I had this conversation last night, actually. Mm. Um, I, I was chatting to this girl who's like from London, born and raised. So mm. I tend to feel, especially in London, there's like yeah. kind of ignorant or naive concept yeah, yeah, of the yeah, rest yeah. of the UK. But I said, again, yeah, I'm from Oxford. And she went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, not like that. Um, and then I had to explain, like, like mm. you just did, like, there's a like the biggest council estate in mm -hmm. Europe yeah. was Blackburn Lees at Twin one point. Brooklyn in, in, in America. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And on top of that, I reeled off loads of stats, like although from the outside looking in, it mm. may seem like it's all about the universities. Mm. The, uni the population of the university makes up only about 20% of yeah. the population of Oxford. Yeah. Furthermore, you may think everyone's white and British, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's the third most like ethnically diverse place exactly. in the South yeah, East. 28% of people in Oxford are from outside 100, of the UK. absolutely, yeah. Um, and it's a shame that we always have to explain this. Mm. I feel like these are such like big stats that yeah. it should be evident in yeah. what's portrayed of Oxford. Yeah. It's, it's so strange, it's so bizarre. And I think a lot of it, and I think a lot of it comes literally from, it's all because the university granted, mm. but over the years, especially now that I've moved out from Oxford, yeah. going back to Oxford, even I went back to Oxford a couple of weeks ago for my birthday mm -hmm. and met my mum in town. She was finishing work. And I was just like, the amount of homelessness mm. in Oxford now, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. What, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. I've literally, I, I think in the space of a year, year and a half, so I moved to London two years ago now, but or just yeah, just over two, two two years. The amount of change I've seen, and I don't know if it's because you know I've moved that now. You know, I'm, when I come back in, I'm noticing things more. But everybody says it now. Even my mum, she's like the homelessness in Oxford now. It's so sad because there um, there's the, there's a place on Iffley Road, for example. And a lot of her, there was a massive petition about it. I saw mm. it on the news. Um, on Ifley Road, there was this building that used to be um, a car garage, and oh yeah, yeah, I was born near there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and it got it's been knocked down, and there was a massive petition because be a lot Volkswagen. of Volkswagen. That's, that's the one, it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of homeless people would flock there, and I yeah. think some people would live. Like, like squatting. Yeah, like squatting or, or whatever um, in, in the places above, in the, in the um, rooms above. 
and they knocked it down and, and I think they had something there for homeless people in fact I could be completely wrong but anyway mm. um, and it's knocked down to build more accommodation for those who go to Oxford University and I'm just like yeah priorities come on mate yeah, like yeah. seriously it's just like and the amount of homeless people I am seeing on the street now sorry this is really negative no, but, <laughs> but the amount of homeless people I'm seeing it's just it's phenomenal and, and the, the funny thing is is when I when I met my mum she was like um, it was perfect she was like because there's these new signs now these electric um, signs in mm. the middle of the street that tells you which bus departs from where and, and how yeah. many minutes it comes now which I didn't see when I last went to Oxford um, the transport so has like improved a yeah, hell of a lot yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, but and then she was like, yeah, they can put those up, but they still can't fix the pavement. So I actually nearly tripped up because I was just like, wow, these yeah. pavements. And it's just really interesting. It's like Oxford has to give this this fake, almost fake mask yeah, yeah. to make it look like we are prim and proper and we're this and we're that. Yeah. Um, and we're going to shunt everything out, you know, anything yeah. else that's different from that away and tuck it away. I think it's really interesting that because it, it proves that it's not just like people's perception it's actually what's presented to them that creates this perception yeah yeah like and it it shows that even the government and the people mm. who can make a change in the community are prioritizing the wrong things and yeah, trying to yeah, save yeah. face and put on a put on a front as such absolutely, and absolutely. as we both know there are you mm. know people as i think i saw another stat recently saying that oh, i think 20 percent or one in four or one mm, in five something mm. children live below the poverty line in oxford yeah and that's just that completely like masked me. by like nice me. transport and like mm, flashy mm. bus yep. stop signs and different stuff like colored that. buses as well yeah. Yeah. and i think that that's the reason this is like one of the most important reasons why i wanted to do something like this like do a yeah, podcast yeah. because i feel our voices and the people who see Oxford mm. for what it really is mm. is mm. just like yeah no absolutely not massively visible yeah um but I want to kind of bring it back to to you um going back to like school days I've always known you as being someone who's like incredibly creative yeah I can um, go with that <laughs> I just you know what I vividly remember when you first started playing with cameras you were the first person I ever saw to like I don't know how you do it but I think you make the shutter speed really low and you used to take pictures at night time of like traffic yeah. lights and cars and it All will make blurred. you squiggly lines yeah, and stuff. yeah 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 I thought that was I, remember that. I thought it was genius <laughs> I didn't have a clue what you were doing yeah, or how yeah, you were yeah. doing it but I was like this is cool yeah and yeah. from young you've always liked playing with Cameron oh absolutely I think as well because I, I think I was like one of the first people to get a phone that had a camera on it yeah and like in school which phone was it I think it was the you know do you remember the teardrop Nokia phone it was like that sh shape the teardrop oh that had the buttons around the side yeah they had buttons on yeah the I remember that I, I actually remember so having cool that at school yeah, having yeah, that yeah. Thing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway but I was always the, 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 the photographer so I remember like would always be taking selfies now, most and of the photos yeah, of me yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and it was always like um, I'm taking photos, I'm filming something, and then at the end of the day, it's always like, and I especially remember Aaliyah. Do you remember Aaliyah? Yeah, I saw her recently. Always. It was Aaliyah. me and her taking pictures and stuff, yeah, or yeah. like taking selfies or, or whatever. And um, 
and then it was always at the end of the day everybody was like Maya make sure you put those videos up on on Bebo, on Bebo. Bebo yeah no, make sure <laughs> yeah. you put it on like, Maya you're going to put them up you're going to put them up and I'm like yeah okay okay I was like my god the, um, if I charge like 50p per photo I'd be a millionaire right yeah. now seriously um, and it was really sad when Bebo actually um, went down because it was just like um, I was just like I can't get hold of these photos again. Yeah. You know, I think I found them on my old laptop. But yeah, no. I wanted to ask, like, how did you get into kind of camera work in the first place? What kind of made um, you? I think it was the fact that um, I, I just love, I loved the fact that you could take a photo and just, of anything and it can look so nice. My brother bought me, um, my brother Simon, he bought me a, 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 like a, a nice compact camera, it was a Sony one. Yeah. And that was the first camera, I think it was like 12 megapixels and that was just like, oh my God, fire. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the quality Shout that out came megapixels. out, literally. Yeah. And the, the, the quality that came out of it, and I was, I was doing art GCSE. Yeah. And literally I was just in my element because it was just like I can express myself because I'm not I'm not academic at all mm. you know I got an F for my GCSEs in maths mm. I think I've got like a D in science mm. but in all the artistic subjects music drama smashed it smashed it I think yeah. I was the first person to get an A star for art in five years out of the whole entire school amazing and, and I think it's just it proves a point that you know it's not always about being academic and being clever in that way because I, I, I always struggled. I used to come out crying in math sometimes yeah. um, because I, was, I just don't get it. It's not going in. I don't understand it. Um, I actually remember or I'd be the joker time, yeah. of the class and yeah, just yeah. make pure joke. And, and it was really nice. Was the like, giggle. Literally, like Miss <laughs> Dialways, for example, yeah. I remember. It gets to the point sometimes where I'd make people laugh so much that even the teachers start laughing. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in a way, I suppose that was my way of just trying to make people smile, but yeah. also hide the fact that I just don't get this. I just yeah, don't yeah. understand it. But put me in something that's creative, I will excel because that's what I enjoy the most and that's what I love the most. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when it, yeah, when I had this camera, it literally, it was just like, it was just. I was away with myself. I did. I did so. Much. I tried to set up like my own little business at the age of like what fifteen, um, called Maya Photog, Maya Photog, um, and it was a collection of like pictures of my lips with, um, and it was for, it was for my GCSE art, but it was that it looked that good, and loads of people said so much about it that I was just like, oh, I'm going to set up a Facebook group for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just pictures of like different like lip glosses and different patterns. Oh, I remember and, now, and yeah. Hundreds of thousands sprinkled all over my lips. With that was gangster. That was so sick. But you didn't see anybody else do that. Yeah, yeah. Just, And it was just like, it's just me in my room and I'm just doing this. Like, we'll just go for it, you know. I fully feel I had your lips as like the wallpaper on my phone once. <laughs> That's Dutch. <laughs> I think I remember. Oh my God. That's flattering. No. Um, but yeah, it's just like, and I think, that's one thing I think in terms of the schools in Oxford, well, mm. certainly the one that we went to, Oxford mm. Community School, that's where I think I found myself. Yeah. Um, I definitely found myself in the sense of 
this is what I'm good at. I've yeah, identified yeah. this is what I want to do. Um, and then I think it was, um, I, would, I did it like a little summer project thing um, at OFEM in Oxford. OFEM? Um, yeah, Oxford Film Video Makers. Okay. It's on um, is it Catherine Street. I think it's Catherine Street it's on. It's down the end. Yeah, they're still down there. Shout out them. Um, it was amazing. And it was actually um, Lexi. Lex, Lex Francis. Yeah, Lex Shout Francis. Out Lex that actually said, you should do this, you should go. She found it for me and I was like, huh? And I was like, right, and I'll go. I'm not doing anything in the summer. Well, you touched on something there that I kind of want to like give reference oh, to. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to say, I remember at the time it was great that you were doing camera stuff because at the time I was making lots of music. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I really benefited from having you as a friend because <laughs> a lot of that was captured by you. Mm. And I got loads of like videos and, and stuff. stuff. And yeah. even like, on a side note, I remember performing an American boy at school in the year 11 leaders assembly. <laughs> that video is still lurking around it's on the internet on that, somewhere. Type in OCS yeah. leavers. Don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I wanted to mention, uh, so at the time, like, we were hanging about a lot alongside, like, say, a waist, the twins, mm, John, yes, mm. uh, uh, Ibrahim Iqbal was, like, yes, doing his King. business, Candy King. Yeah, yeah Candy we, King. And I feel like it was quite nice because our school, like, allowed us to do creative absolutely, things. Like, absolutely, So I was doing music and dance and film and stuff like that. And we were picked up mm. by... Our deputy head teacher, yeah, yeah, Miss James, who kind of forwarded us to Darren James, yeah, yeah, who was leading like a youth project mm. at the time, along with Lex Francis and Matt Morton, yeah, and oh, what's the guy from Sheffield? Kofi. Kofi. Kofi came in a lot later. Did he? Yeah. So when Kofi came in just after Darren was leaving. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. But there was another guy from Sheffield because there was two like Oxford Uni postgraduates. One was Matt Morton. And there was another guy. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Rob. Was it Rob? Was it Rob? He had like a single syllable name. It was like Rob or Dan. Yeah, you might be right there, Dave. Rob, Rob. Yeah, something um, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this was the, the youth development project. Yeah, as YDP. We it. Yeah. And I feel that was an opportunity that we had that at the time, I mean, I don't know about you, but I had a massive ego. So at the time, I felt like I'm supposed to get this opportunity. <laughs> but looking back at it, like, that was such a unique opportunity. It was, for us. it was, it was, it was phenomenal. I mean, the fact, you know, like we were what? How old were we? We were like 16. 15? Because I remember yeah. it was just before GCSEs. Yeah. And, mate, we're going on like business trips to Amsterdam yeah, yeah. to look at like architecture and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, and everybody in school was just like, oh, we want to be part of this. Like, well, what, how do I do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's just like. Our creative energy was like harnessed was and like. Mad. I think it was what's. I took for granted at the time was it was really rewarded. Mm, like you were saying, mm. in school, if you're not academic, then... We're nurtured. Yeah, you're in, not In, in really, being creative. Yeah, yeah, teachers don't value you if you're not academic. Mm, but mm. in this place, we were just being creative. We just had energy. We just wanted to dance and absolutely. have a good time. And that was like actually being rewarded. Mm. And so similar to how you train a dog, like if you reward yeah. it, it does yeah, it yeah, better yeah. and more. And absolutely. And I think for me, YDP was a massive um, turning point for me because... Again, that's around the same time, you know, me having a camera and stuff. Yeah. Um, and just being able to, to 
be away with myself and doing what I wanted to do artistically. So I'd make flyers yeah. for, you know. I remember. Um, I would, fly you made was sick for the thing we did at Brooks. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and then obviously John as well, being super artistic. Yeah, like yeah. he would do Chat like Photoshop stuff. And, yeah. and I've still actually got those flyers somewhere. Wow. I've still got them. We've still got the hoodie. Um, no, Remember the YDP hoodie? It might be my my dad's somewhere. Yeah. It might be, I swear it was just out of years of it just being in a box, it was just perishing. Yeah. But yeah, um, but but yeah, and then obviously because of finding myself, and then Lex actually saying, you know, do this summer screen project and stuff, and that's when I was like, wow, pictures can move. Yeah, I was just like, who would have thought it? Yeah, you know, yeah. and then that's when I started going down the route of. Of filming and stuff, and then I you introduced Ooh. me to Zara. That's the next um, chapter I was going to yeah. get onto. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how it all it all just went from there. Doing like you know music videos and. But just to kind of go back and reference how this happened. So we were part yeah. of the, the YDP, and at the same time, I was making a lot of music, and I found myself at the Arc T Centre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was like a kind of free recording studio for like under 19s. Mm. So obviously for me it was great, it was a place I could go record yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. And I remember bringing, I think the first time I went down, I was so gassed that I remember telling everyone at school, I think you, Oase, Emma Williams, yeah, I come as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we recorded Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, that was like, I think I really have to shout out Zara. She's someone I want to get on this podcast yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. But I feel she really, again, kind of, rewarded absolutely 100%, like the creativity absolutely. and like harness this talent and she created so many projects like bg records and mm. obviously baby gravy was a thing but for you i really wanted to touch on the young woman's music project yeah so obviously yeah. you got involved with zara and mm. did lots of mm. film stuff and mm. photography stuff how did like the young woman's music project come about and like how were you involved so so funny because when i was when i was at um, again, Oxford Community School. Um, I was going through a really, really personal bad time, and I had a key worker at the time who introduced me to um, Young Women's Music Project, and yeah. I, that was the first time I didn't know Zara. Didn't oh, okay. I think it was even before you were oh, going really? there to record. Um, and, and my key worker introduced me, and it was actually Kate Garrett was still there. That's how way back it went. All right, Kate. And yeah, and then. She was like, because I loved singing. Yeah. She was like, you should come here, you should sing. But I just didn't have the confidence, so I just, I just didn't go in the end. But I knew it existed, which was amazing. Yeah. But then, um, obviously, then you introduced me to Zara in the studio, and, and, um, and that, funnily enough, she's another person who identified me and was like, you, 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 you mix, like you've got something in you. And then you was like, yeah, she's half Egyptian. And then Zara just, me and Zara just clicked straight away. It's because Zara's half um, Iranian, but again, it's not, exactly. it's not evident. If, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, and then, um, and then, yeah, so she would, after getting to know her and stuff, she thought of the idea of, you know, she realised I can, I like taking photos and I like filming and, and this, that, and the other, but I'm also really new to it. Yeah. Um, and obviously doing the the, the summer screen project, um, I had no like I had no equipment yeah. um, in back then. I just had that little camera, 
but she had a camera. She had a DSLR. She had a Canon. I think it was a Canon 500D. I think. Yeah. Um, actually, no. Did she have actually, it then? Now I think about it, she was taking a lot of pictures too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did. I still got it, yeah. a few. I had a couple of profile photos. Yeah, that had yeah, little yeah. C Zara Tarani. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously for me, that was just like, oh my god, this is this is a massive step up from this little compact camera that I had. Yeah. Um, and and you know she she just let me do stuff with it, and I was just like. Wow, another human being is allowing me to touch their amazing camera at the yeah. time to just do whatever I want with it. Um, she also had like um, a, a Kodak, it looked like a phone, it was such a weird camera. It was a little Kodak um, thing. I don't even know what you call it. It was, it was that like an Instapic thing. No, it wasn't. It was really weird. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I have no idea. All I know is Kodak. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and then... Um, but yeah, she wanted. She thought, well, why don't we do like some some music videos or something, you know? Because nobody in Oxford really was doing no music one. videos, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously I had never ever done one. And I mm. think the very first music video I'd ever ever done, I think it was either Aches or it was Enzyme. I can't remember. Shout out Aches and Enzyme. I think it was one of them. Fiji two. Records, massive. yeah. Um, Enzyme was my idol growing up. <laughs> I told him that last cool time guy. I saw him. Yeah, he's yeah. a cool guy. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, and, the, and we were the first people to to do music videos that were actually, and I'm not being big-headed, but they were actually all right. Yeah, they were good. good. Um, and considering I had never ever done one or ever um, been taught how to do a music video, had no idea. I just used common sense and was just let let me try and figure this out on iMovie because I didn't even have any editing software. In terms of um, cinematography, I think you, you quite naturally have a talent where you can see yeah and, I, and it stems from photography absolutely yeah. had I not done like photography I'm obviously not professionally but if, had mm. I not done photography yeah yeah I wouldn't have the career I've got now put it yeah, that yeah. way it's it's amazing how from one seed this tree can grow I um, think it's really important to just just quickly link it back to Oxford because mm, I think mm. stuff like the Young Women's Music Project the Art Centre even the YDP, these are like, yeah. I think these opportunities are quite unique to yeah. kind of East yeah. Oxford. It being, uh, I'm really cautious about saying deprived area, but essentially yeah. it is. Yeah. No, That's absolutely. Hence why stuff like music videos are such a big deal for us because mm. we don't have those opportunities. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, it's not like London. No. Where like, no. you can, I, I said to someone the other day actually, I live in South East London now. Yeah, yeah. And Everywhere across South East London, I think London's kind of bowl shaped, but everywhere across South East London, you can see mm. like the Shard, the mm. BT Tower. Yeah, yeah, you can from here. And as it well. almost makes you think, like, I can see opportunity, I can see oh. wealth. And mm. In Oxford, in Black Belize, in Cowley, you don't really see no, wealth and opportunity, no. especially in the creative stuff. From no, absolutely not. And that's why I think yeah. it is so important. I mean, I don't know if it's changed now, but mm. in terms of the creative sector yeah. um it's so important to keep that alive and it's people like say for example zara that are trying to keep the music scene even yeah um even for just young women for example because obviously bg doesn't exist anymore but yeah. even what bg did for people definitely regardless if they want to admit it or not it did shed loads for people you know um and just keeping the fire burning when it comes to creativity is so important, especially in somewhere like Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Because you are um, 
it is it is very um, it's, it's almost you have to live up to the standard of you feel like because you live in Oxford you have to be academic and yeah, yeah. you know you, you must aspire to be someone who yeah. I don't know has a really you know well paid job and all this that and even blah 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 and, and whatever but actually it, it's really it's really important for young people to know that it's just a t- and and for adults actually when it comes to kids or whatever that it it, it can only just take a little seed yeah um and actually something so, what may seem so small is actually to young people like us massive because we can Huge. completely run away with it yeah. look at our careers yeah. you know we're in the industry that we've longed to be in from from that age we 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 knew what we wanted to do we knew where um what kind of sector i suppose we wanted to be in um industry sorry that we wanted to be in and look at us it was massively harnessed by like those projects like yeah and it's because of that yeah it's because of that 100 percent and 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 especially as well ydp because had that not happened i think i probably would have been lost I, i don't think i would have known um, what I would want to do because I wasn't given the opportunity at such a, a young age as 15 to or 14, 15 to be given the push mm. and you know obviously I had my mum who was she always supported me in whatever Shout I wanted to mom. do my mum was yeah. so cool um, <laughs> but um, but yeah I think you know even like even at school in fact actually my mum obviously saw in me that I was creative and I wasn't academic. So when it came come, come to things like, you know, the choir or, you yeah. know, doing plays, like We Will Rock You or, oh, you know, things sick. like that. And <laughs> it's just little things, Musical you know. Musical theatre at school was the one. Literally. Shout out um, Miss Aspinall. Aspinall. Have to shout out Miss Aspinall. She's the best. Um, but, yeah, and, and it's people like that that are important because they'll see something and they will nurture you into doing whatever it is yeah. you want to do. And being given the praise and being given just the opportunity and the confidence to do stuff, it's so important. It's so important. Can I just, I really want to shout out a few features uh, for <laughs> particular reasons. Yeah. Um, I've got a story about Miss Aspinall actually, and hey. the twins and Oasis and John will remember this. I remember, because obviously we loved like dance performances yeah, and yeah, acting yeah. or whatever, and Miss Aspinall. I remember she said to us, like, on the down low, mm. if you want to come in at the weekend, mm. I'll give you the yes. key to the drama room. Yeah, don't tell yeah. anyone, yeah. but you can... Sorry, Miss Haspinall. Sorry. Um, you don't work at the school anymore, so it's <laughs> all right. But, yeah, I remember we used to... I remember me and John specifically used to come yeah, in at yeah, the weekend yeah. and just rehearse, yeah. like, music stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because she saw that we had, like, a passion and a, a talent absolutely. outside of, like, the curriculum. Yeah, absolutely. Same with... I got a shout-out. Oh, my God, I've actually forgotten her name. <laughs> but I'll tell the story so I remember in science so I, I did quite well in GCSE mm. in science mm. and it made me think oh yeah okay cool physics yeah. I did well in physics so I must do it for A level yeah. so I did physics for A level but the reason why I did well in GCSE is because we had a teacher called Mr Gale who mm. was great and mm. um, really fun really yeah. passionate about physics and then at the end of that year because he did so well with his class he went for the job as head of department yeah and I remember all the students were like, yeah, you deserve it, sir, you're amazing. But he didn't get it. Oh, did he not? And he was quite bitter, so he left and went to Cokethorpe, yeah. um, which was like this posh boys' school. Mm. Probably not even that posh, but to us, everything else yeah, was posh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember all the students, myself in particular, was really bitter about it. Yeah. So this woman who came in to replace, to take his job, 
I just didn't want to like her. I just thought, yeah. even if you're nice, you replace Mr. Gale. And I dislike you for that reason. And I remember... <laughs> Stay true to Mr. Gale. <laughs> yeah. So the jump from GCSE to A-level was really hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wasn't prepared oh, for mad, like yeah. the amount of independent work I had to mm. do. I never really worked outside of school hours. Yeah. And I remember I had all this homework <laughs> and I never did it. I remember one time in particular, I came to the class and Miss... But yeah, Miss was like, have you done your homework, Silas? Yeah. I was like, no, I haven't done it, Miss. And on top of that, I was like falling asleep in lessons. She pulled me aside one day and was like, Silas, you're really slacking. I'm really worried about your performance. I don't think you're going to pass at the end of the yeah, year. What's yeah. going on? I was like, Miss, I'm actually recording an EP. Um, so I've been at studio really late. I've been up yeah, late and yeah, like writing lyrics. Yeah. And she's like, Silas, you need to get some priorities right. Mm, you're in school. Mm, you need to pass your A-levels. Music's just a hobby, yeah. leave it alone. And I was like, no, miss, I'm actually really good. <laughs> I'm actually taking it really seriously. She's like, no, Silas, I don't care, yeah. do your homework. I was like, you know what, miss, I'm performing at the O2 Academy on Saturday. Yeah. Come and watch come, and I'll prove yeah, to you that yeah, I'm really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think she'll come and watch, but I remember as I was performing, about five minutes before I finished, I saw her walking with her husband. No way. And I remember afterwards, she spoke to me, she spoke to my mom and dad and yeah. said, oh yeah, Silas is, it's actually quite good, it's isn't right, it? I remember going to school the next week and again, I hadn't done my homework, but Miss was like, it's all right, just do it no when you can. No way, oh my God. And so I have to shout from then on. Yeah. And furthermore, she, yeah, yeah. I remember being at school and saying, oh Miss, I, we went to one of those UCAS convention days. Mm. And at the time I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna do physics. Um, and I remember the teacher saying, well, are you sure you want to do physics because you hate astronomy? Mm, mm. Why don't you just do sound engineering? And I was like, is, is, that, that, is that a thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she pointed out that I could do music tech yeah. and I went and did music tech. Yeah. But uh, yeah, aside no, from that absolutely. story, I just want to shout out her. Yeah. I can't remember her name. She was short and she was ginger. <laughs> That's what I remember. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's short and ginger. But yeah, shout yeah. out her. Shout out Miss Aspinall. Was it Miss Bate? No. no. Miss Bate was... Kind of what subject she was. Anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah, I completely digress. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. But no, no, absolutely. And that's the thing. When it comes, that school, I swear to God, that was the best school anybody could have gone to because I really, really wanted to go to Cheney and I'm so glad I didn't go so to Cheney. Everybody wanted to go to Cheney because that was the Batman school. I don't even know why I wanted to go to Cheney. <laughs> it was the Batman school. Everybody wanted to go yeah, to Cheney. Um, it was most popular as well. But no, I am so thankful I went to that school because that was the school where, you know, like I said, I had loads of stuff going on personally, like at home and, and whatever, and they helped so much. And I even remember, like, going back to the fact that you know I'm really bad at maths and this, that, and the other. It was a, it was a, it was a matter of sometimes things would be that bad that I just wasn't paying attention at all. That I would sneak out and I'd yeah. skive some lessons, and I'd. And teachers would find me in in the piano rooms, and I'd just be playing the piano. Yeah. And I'd open up the window and play really loud so everybody could hear it. Yeah. And I remember um, it was Sarah Flexen, actually, I think it was. Yeah, it was Sarah Flexen. That, um, shout out to Sarah Flexen, she's the best as well. Yeah. Um, she just knew yeah. why I had to do that because it was, it helped. Again, creativity. Yeah, this is yeah. how much creativity is so important because. It just helped. It was like almost like a therapy for me. I didn't know it back then, obviously, but yeah. for me, it was just like, I'm just going to have some new star time yeah. and I'm just going to play the piano. I'm not the greatest at it, but I will play it. And that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to get out of those those lessons that just 
did absolutely nothing for me. I couldn't concentrate. When it comes to something creative, again, it's just like, this is fine, I can deal with this. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I don't think I was ever the kind of person that was going to excel in academic su- subjects such as maths and, and English and, and whatever. Mm. My GCSEs were all right um, in terms of, I think I've got a C in English, and that was only because of Miss Hermacheski. Hermacheska, yeah. yeah. She was amazing. She she got me. She understood me because yeah. she even would take time out of her, you know, personal life. Even she would stay behind school. She would stay with me in in, in lunch because I was actually put in the wrong set. Mm. I think I was put in the second set. Yeah. And I remember someone coming to me once saying, "Maya, do you remember?" mistakenly you're in the wrong set yeah. for English you're supposed to be in the, one of the lower sets I don't know what set it is yeah. um, she was like do you want do you want to go into that set and I was like no it's fine because of how much Miss Hermacheska Hermacheska yeah Miss yeah, Hermacheska gave me that support and she was just lovely she was the best yeah. Um, and yeah so in terms of teachers they're so, they're just sticking in mind. Pretty, yeah. Shout you know out to I mean? all the teachers. Literally. Shout out to Miss Dialis as well for just like, on a personal level, being yeah, so yeah, yeah. lovely and warming and yeah. like, kind of close to motherly yeah. at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing I really wanted to ask you that I've never asked you, Ooh. Um, <laughs> I wanted to kind of just ask about your sexuality, mm. I'm honest, because I remember, I'm completely honest, I remember when you came out to us, in like the nicest way possible I kind of like didn't care yeah 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 yeah. just because I thought it's cool it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. really not a big deal yeah. if anything I thought you were mm. gay anyway yeah <laughs> so, most people did I think but like <laughs> but this is the thing because like again growing up similar to how I saw race and a lot of people mm. around us saw mm. race mm. it really didn't matter nice. sexual preference to me just really didn't matter growing up yeah, yeah. but it wasn't until later in life where I started like talking to more people kind of outside of the people we grew up around that yeah. I realised shit it's actually still a problem for some people yeah yeah did, yeah did you face like challenges you know what in oxford in particular i am blessed i am super blessed because when i came out because to be fair i came out as bisexual because i was just playing it safe okay because i was like i don't want like anybody to think like especially the girls because I would always hang around with girls I didn't want the girls to think well she just likes girls and you know mm. she's going to fancy us or anything yeah, like yeah. that um, and I didn't want to be the alien in that when we have conversations as, as us girls yes. that I couldn't participate in those conversations yeah you know that boy's welfare See, you know yeah, yeah. It, 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 it happens um, so that's why I came out um, as bi even though I was not yeah. um, but nobody needed to know that it was fine um, and then slowly it just became a normal thing and for a lot of people it's a lot harder in school and I genuinely think it's because I was with blessed people. I was so blessed to yeah, be yeah. around people like yourself or Michelle, uh, Aaliyah, Nicole, all of these people because I, to be fair, I look back on it now and I was actually quite popular. There would be so many different types of people, like even people that were classed as the geeky quiet ones yeah. I would go and chat with them I'd sit with them I'd, you know whatever yeah, yeah. but equally I'd be amongst the most popular set of girls in, in our yeah, year yeah. or whatever and even people in years above us I would be friends with yeah. I just got on with everybody and I think it's because of that um, because and you have I did great energy. Yeah, and yes. because I dipped my fingers in so many different types of things, so like sports and football. So that's actually mm. what got me 
actually to to know people in the years above because yeah. it was mostly the years above because the girls in my age weren't that interested in football. Jodie Warren and Holly yeah, Pickett. Yeah, and yeah, Holly Pickett. <laughs> yeah. Um, but most of them were um, in years above. Yeah. They were the, 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 set, the, the year above us. And, and that's, so that's how I got to know those people. Um, and, and like Pip and she's my best friend now oh, yeah, as well, Pip. you know. Um, so I knew all of those people, but then obviously in terms of our year, I would just mix and mingle with everybody. And I think I'm lucky in terms of when I, when I did come out, mm. nobody cared. Like you said, nobody gave a crap about it because I was still me. Yeah. I didn't change, you know. And that's when I started becoming more comfortable in the fact that, yeah, you know, I've got a girlfriend now, you yeah, know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my God, really? Uh. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I, th- just, I didn't even think I really did come out as a lesbian, to be honest with you, because I'd still have boyfriends and stuff, but as time went on and I had my first girlfriend, that was it then. I didn't have to be anybody else. I wasn't yeah, yeah. I was just me, yeah, you know. Yeah. You don't even need to put a label on it. It was just, that's, that's yeah, yeah. you know, I'm just interested in women. That's that's it. Um, and so, in, so, yeah, in terms of me coming out, I think it was, I'm super lucky because some mm. people have got a 10 times worse and I genuinely think it's only because of the kinds of people I knew. Yeah, yeah. And how I got on with everybody and I adapted and, and just was able to get on with certain types of different groups, no matter yeah. whether it be the geeky lot or the most the, the most popular lot, you know, weren't for a better way of putting it. So, yeah, no, I was, I I was blessed. One thing I really <laughs> wanted to ask and kind of again bringing it back to Oxford, have you found like a different in response to your sexuality in Oxford as you have to say in London or in other places? So, no, because I don't think, because obviously when I moved to London, mm. which wasn't that long ago, um, most the majority of my life is in Oxford still. Yeah. I don't think I've been here long enough. Okay. Um, but saying that, it's funny because obviously as I've got older, people don't see me as a lesbian. Like a lot of people um, are shocked when I say that, or you know, say that I'm interested in girls, or I've got a fiance who's actually female. They're like, yeah. oh, you don't look like a lesbian. I wouldn't put you down as well. And I'm just like, what does a lesbian look like? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I remember um, I was speaking to a producer um, and there was a topic about um, there was a, there was an item that was going to be on on the show what's that TV that um, I, I work I work on um, in line with Mummy Youth Project yeah. and um, somebody wanted to make an item called um, I can't remember what it's called but it's about being gay um, and the challenges people face um, and being gay and being attacked and this, that, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and they called me in, obviously, yeah. couldn't get, um, and just wanted to get what my experiences were yeah. in, in, in being gay and stuff. And, like, have you ever you know, had troubles or have you ever been attacked or anything like that? And I said, no. I mean, obviously, I've had people where in the street, if they've seen me, you know, with another girl or I'm close to that, you get men honking the horn and or men saying, oh, I can convert you and trying to pounce on me in clubs and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not interested. And actually yeah. that, for some reason, they want to use that and say, oh, I can change you and this, that and the other. And I'm just like, mate, leave it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and, and <laughs> one of, one of the, the producers, um, I was saying my stories and whatnot. And she said, um, oh, 
So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put you down as a, as a, as a lesbian. I was really shocked and taken back by that because I was just like, and I, and I openly said it. I was like, what does a lesbian look like? Nobody looks like anything anymore. Yeah, you can, okay, you can, you can, if you if you've got a good gaydar, which I think I do, um, <laughs> then um, yeah. But don't take again. It's taking people at face value I think exactly it's, the same as what we were talking about earlier in terms of skin tone or you know I think it's, it even draws comparisons to like people have literally said to me you don't look like you're from Oxford yeah exactly it's just like huh what do people look like when they come from Oxford what? yeah like you're supposed to wear tweed coats is it tweed coats they're really posh yeah, yeah. yeah and and those shoes or the brogues yeah like come on it's yeah. okay you've got your stereotypical um looks in, in, in things but it's just like it's not like that for god's sake we live in 2018 do you know yeah. what i mean and it's just like but yeah i don't think i've lived in london long enough for me to have an opinion of how it is in in in, in london hmm. because I, i've reached that age now where it doesn't matter you know yeah whereas if i lived in london so like for example my partner um hmm. helen Hey, Helen. Shout out Helen. <laughs> <laughs> she lived growing up in Croydon. Yeah. Had a really tough time. That's really out. interesting. She had it so tough. So actually, and and it's just differences. So yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting. I don't know if, if it's because it's Croydon or, or whatever. Or if it's how she, maybe you know. So maybe that's it's, one positive of East Oxford that yeah. we've discovered. That yeah, exactly. Maybe they're more accepting of yeah, perhaps so. People in general. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. And I think it's because we, we as young people, especially, were just so accepting of differences. Not even actually being accepting. I think it's just it didn't wasn't a thing. It didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was this is who I am, and that's it. And yeah. That's all that matters. Um, and it's just to say, for example, I had an ex who um, she found it very hard because I remember we went we went out for New Year's to London one night for, for New Year's the London night and I was with Cashel and Georgina and shout out Cashel and Georgina yeah I really um, miss Cashel but anyway <laughs> <carry> on. <laughs> so do I but um, we all, all, all four of us went to London night for New Year's um, we were in the crowds and stuff and I was like yeah okay New Year's kiss like just as usual but she didn't want to who is this, sorry? Stacey. She's an ex of mine. Okay. I don't think you met her. Um, I remember her. Do you? Three pictures. Yeah. Well, she was black and she didn't want to kiss me in the middle of London because she was scared that she would be attacked in some way because she's black and lesbian. You know, and this was another story I did say to the producer because everybody's different. Like, everybody's got their their own fears of maybe be colour. yeah exactly yeah. exactly um and so that was really that was a really sad moment because it was just like well i guarantee you even if we did kiss nothing would probably happen anyway but it's the fact that she had that fear in her whereas obviously i'm so open i don't care yeah you know what people might perceive me to be if you know if i'm holding hands in the street or, yeah. or, or whatever it doesn't bother me I, I, if anything, if you don't do things like that, you're actually creating the problem yourself. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. If you're being so reserved in in, in being a um, a gay person, um, and, and you're being reserved and holding hands or having a quick 
you know, peck on the cheek or whatever. You're creating the problem, I think, in a way, because you're not allowing it to be a normal thing that yeah, yeah. other people see every day. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, yeah. I understand that there is that fear, which is totally understandable, but you've got to break out of that somehow, I yeah. think. Um, no matter when it might be, it might be when you're 50-odd years old, whatever. But at some point, that has to be broken, and I think, as, as, as gay people... Um, we're getting better at it yeah, because yeah. I think society is getting more accepting of it. However, there are still definitely problems. One hundred percent. There's always problems. People always, you know, give you looks and um, and you've got to kind of like judge where you are. Is should, yeah. is this appropriate to hold hands? Like, are we safe to hold hands? Kind of type of thing. Um, so it's just you know, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, no. Like I said, I think me coming out when I was at school. I was super blessed. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone was just so cool. We were just, we were like a family. You know, I even remember all of us saying, do you remember, um, we drew out a massive plan of, that we were all going to live together. You, me, shout yeah. away. We even drew this. the house and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like we were like five years old or anything. It was, we were actually like, what, 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. And we planned this. We were all going to live together. I'll never forget that. Um, and it, we were just cool. It was like we were a family. Mad, but we were a family. Kind of uh, going back to you and specifically your career. Mm. So we kind of left it at you were doing lots of video stuff with Young Women's Music Projects and like you had personal ventures going on. Yeah. Kind of how, I mean, where are you now and kind of how did you end up there in terms of career? Oh, so I, um, God, I was, so it all started with me applying for, um, this was back in 2014, I think applying um, for something um, via the Media Trust. Um, yeah, me applying for something via Media Trust um, for a BBC Masterclass. Cool. Um, and I always wanted to, I've always, my whole life always said, when I'm older, I want to live in London. Because although Oxford was great, and in a way I saw London, Oxford as a mini London. I never wanted to live in London. Did you not? I got I got dragged here because I had to be here. Oops. I like it now, but growing up I was like, oh. Yeah, no. I think it's because obviously my sister used to live in London and as a young person going to London, it's like big lights, big city, hustle and bustle. I just love everything about it. Yeah. Um, especially, and I still do. I, I, when I go into central London still to this day, I'm just like, I love this place, man. I don't yeah, care yeah. how hus hustly and bustly it is or how busy or... I just, it's just the lights, artisticness, the big logos, big everything. I just love it. Um, but, yeah, so... And so I always wanted to live in London, so I was trying to... And I, I had some sort of inkling that, you know, London's where I need to be if I, if I want to get into the media industry. That's yeah, because yeah. Oxford... I'm doing personal community things because Oxford has such a great community feel, which I feel London doesn't have. Yeah. I miss the community side of in terms of in, in Oxford being such a community. But London will pay you enough to actually live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oxford, there's nothing. Um, and so, yeah, I applied for this BBC Masterclass and I got it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, this is it. This is great. This is fantastic. Um, and I... I it was the first time I ever stepped foot in, 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 into the BBC and I was just like... I mean, I can vouch for that. I work at BBC Exactly. Now, and so... In, so for someone who is in the media industry, mm, getting yeah. into the BBC is the... It's the dream come it's, true. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Everybody reaches for, for, to want... If you, if you want to be in the media, usually it's the BBC you aim for. Yeah. 
Um, and I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing, this is fantastic. And, you know, I was getting to talk to people um, who work at the BBC at the time and still do. Um, but I'll go on to that after. Um, and I was just like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah. I want to be in this industry. I don't, I don't care what I do. I want to be in it some way or another. Yeah. And so um, I got chatting to this, this woman called um, Maddie. And I'm not, I can't remember what her job title was then, but I spoke to her and we went around this little booth in, in um, NBH and um, we were just and she was like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, uh, I either want to be a camera operator or an editor, like one of those, I don't mind. I was so naive, I knew, I knew nothing. I thought I knew everything, but I knew nothing. Um, and she was like, right, so this is what you've got to do, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I took that and I was like, this is great, cool. So I started after going now was like I feel confident enough to start applying for jobs at the BBC so there's me applying for jobs as a camera operator an editor all of these things and I was like a couple of years later I was like I'm not getting anywhere what's going on yeah but so I but I in, in between that time I think it was just as, as I went to the BBC masterclass I started taking myself even more seriously in, in creating Maya Francis film yeah done my own website um you know and it was it was my business. Creating my own logo, own website, with the help of Alex. Shout out Alex. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I was just like, I'm taking myself seriously. I am my own business, and I'm going to take myself seriously. So I freelanced for ages, and that also included me coming to London because I had met people in at the BBC Masterclass who came from London. Um, I, I, I was networking, I suppose, but I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. And. Um, and yeah, so um, I started venturing into London, but still doing stuff in Oxford, um, whether it be for free or if it's paid. Um, but I was just investing in myself because I was on benefits, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. I was ill. I had really bad depression. Even though I still suffer from it now, it's not as bad. Yeah. But um, I just, I couldn't... I couldn't do anything else other than something that I felt comfortable doing. I had no confidence. Yeah. My anxiety was awful. And even actually sometimes when it came to the filming side of things, my confidence was still pretty low. Mm. You know, because I was just like, I would, I, would, I would sometimes charge people a stupid amount of money, as in very little, yeah. for actually something I should have been charging way more for, but yeah, I just yeah. didn't know. Yeah. And I felt well, I only want to charge people what I believe I'm worth. Yeah, yeah, I hear you know? that. Which, to a certain degree, I still stick by. I don't believe in overcharging people stupid amounts of money. Charge what you think, you know, you're worth. But at the same time, as I've got older, I've realised, no, you need to cut that out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to put food on the table. Yeah. Uh, we've got a wedding to save for. But, um, but yeah, so from there... Um, I was just venturing out and I was just applying for so many different things. I was like, nothing's happening. Even to point, I was applying for a job at, uh, for um, BBC Radio 4 and I don't even listen to BBC Radio 4, for God's sake. Yeah. One extra and all of those, fine. BBC One Radio, that's fine. But BBC Radio 4, I don't listen to and I never did listen to. Yeah. I did so much research in it all. Um, and I even got the interview and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. This is great. And I think as well, it was BBC Extended, which um, is for disabled people because I just got diagnosed um, in 2014, I think, yeah. with multiple sclerosis. I didn't um, that. Yeah, so that, and, and to be told at such a young age, you've got this, debili- this, this, this disability now. Yeah. I was just like, 
that actually fueled me even more to get into this industry. I was yeah. like, I'm untouchable now. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to use my disability as something that enables me rather than disables me. Yeah. Um, I and I think you, it's thanks to the way the people I've ever grown up with and just being positive, trying to be positive, you know, it, although it affects me, yeah. um, it's just something that I had to be like, no, this is going to happen. And obviously yeah, yeah. I met Helen as well. Um, and she was a massive push for me. She was such a massive motivation. Um, you know, I think my whole life completely changed when I was diagnosed with MS and I met Helen. I met Helen before I got diagnosed with MS, but the two, yeah. that's what really pushed me. Yeah. So then I applied for, anyway, I didn't get the, 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 the BBC Radio 4 job. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I didn't because I shouldn't have got it. Um, I didn't deserve it. Um, and then I, I, was, I was going to RTS Future events, uh, the Royal Television Society events and stuff, and I was, I was learning so much about the industry that I thought I knew all about. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, Maya, you never knew any of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm venturing out for myself. I'm, I'm investing in myself and I'm trying to learn as much as I can about this industry that I say I so desperately want to be in. Of course, yeah. So I applied for something called Mummy Youth Project, which um, is training... Um, young people, um, 24 young people in total in the space of 14 weeks mm-hmm. to make a TV show called What's Up TV, which is broadcast on Sky One. Yeah. I got that. I got that job. It was phenomenal. I was a trainee video editor. And since then, I've just just been excelling. I, I've done stuff for BBC Live Stories team, so I'm um, producer slash editor for them. I've done a couple of things for them. Freelancing has been good to me this year, and I think it's as well what's pushing me is the wedding because I'm just like, so now I'm charging appropriately, which is good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now I work at my youth project and in, in, in giving back and helping young people. So obviously, with YDP, for example, this is how I see it is that, you know, YDP was to help young people, even though we were young people. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm still in the industry and I get to be creative. So I'm the digital content producer and training assistant for Mummy Youth Project. So I still I get the best of both worlds. Weekends I will freelance, um, and then I've got my my weekday job at, at Mummy Youth Project. You know, and training young people to make the show, and you know, and the, and the beauty of it is, I think me working there is that when I'm giving advice to the young people, is I say young people, they're not young. I, I find that a bit patronising in, in a weird way um, because I was once that person and, you know, I think 18 onwards, you are you're an adult. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and, and literally I think it's phenomenal how in such a short space of time, and I, it sounds a bit big-headed, I suppose, but I have just excelled. Like, I've got all the dreams that I've ever... Big-headed. It all the accurate. dreams that I ever had, all the aspirations. Yeah. When I look back and I think about it, I was like, I'm just like, yeah, you've done it. You know, but I've still got more dreams and more aspirations. It's beautiful and, to, like, yeah. acknowledge that 10 years ago, if I was to know I would be here 10 yeah. years later, yeah. I would be so proud. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's such yeah. a nice feeling. It is, it is. And... I, I, you know, but now you are here. There's so much more you can do. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. literally being in London, it's it's endless. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But obviously, I've got to also take into consideration now in the fact that I do have MS mm. and I do need to slow down sometimes. Like I remember at one point, I worked four or five different jobs. This wasn't even that long ago. In in one week, 
wow. in one week. So I was editing, yeah. um, I was photog- a bit, uh, doing photography, um, I was photo editing, um, what else was I doing? I was doing my normal job yeah. um, and I was doing some filming as well, all in a space of a week. Um, and, and, but out. the funny thing, yeah, exactly. But the funny thing is, it's just like, sometimes you don't even realise you're working yourself like that because actually you, you enjoy just enjoy it. You enjoy what you do, yeah. And you love it. I fully, um, I fully feel you, you on know, that. I can vouch for that. But I've got to be careful because it's just like, yeah. I need to think about taking it a bit slower. Like, I find myself at work and I'm, I'm creating something or I'm doing something at mm. work and it's just like, that should have t- taken me nearly like the whole day and I've just done it in like less than an hour. Like, yeah. I need to slow down type thing, but... Apart from that, I'm so blessed. Like I've got a roof over my head. I'm living in a in a, in a place where I've always wanted to live. Yeah. I've got the job, you know, working at Sky. It's just the food's great there as well. And yeah. my new project's just amazing. They're supportive, um, and yeah, who knows where else? You know, and it's really nice as well because the people I did the training with, they're all over the BBC, like a rash, like they're, they're everywhere, um, or in other different production companies. And it's just like you know. Friend of mine came around the other day, Cassie. Big up Cassie, and um, and it's just like these are my friends, and we're all in the industry we've always wanted to be in. Um, and it's just like we've got each other's back, kind of type thing. And it's almost like back at school, yeah. you've got those friends for life, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. So I've kind of got that here now, which is fantastic. Speaking as someone who's known you for like the majority of my life mm. I'm like I can't be more proud of where you are now and like and you likewise. and it inspired as well I yeah. think it's like definitely an important term um, but one kind of final thing I wanted to ask you is how do you feel growing up in mm. East Oxford has prepared you for where you are now do you think it would be different do you feel because I always feel where I am now yeah. I would feel more entitled if I just grew up in London mm. because I came from a place where the opportunity wasn't evident. Yeah. I'm so much more grateful yeah. for what I have. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel the same? I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. Mm. I think, I mean, put it this way, I think growing up in Oxford, it, in a way, mm. makes you a certain person, I think. A certain kind of person, because especially when you're not growing up in a privileged background, for sure. When you're from an underprivileged background, I think seeing the differences in Oxford and very privileged and underprivileged, mm. I think you appreciate things a lot more. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think if I lived anywhere else, I would be the kind of person I am today. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, fully. Because... And the fact that, you know, my mum bringing me up as well, it's like, and obviously that plays a massive part. It's not just about Oxford in in that sense, but my dad being Egyptian, his way of upbringing was completely different. So my mum raised me and it's evident in in where I am now um, that... I wouldn't be the person I am now if it weren't for my mum or actually I think living in Oxford and be having the friend. My mum always used to say like, 
you know, you've got such great friends, Maya, like you, away. She's like, oh, we, oh say hello to, to the yeah, twins for me great. and all this, that, and the other. Like, She's one of those moms that's conscious of the friends you're yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. we had a relationship with your mom, which is great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I genuinely think if I had not grown up in Oxford, I wouldn't be the person I am now. Yeah. Um, I am savvy, if that makes sense, in, in being wise of, uh, with my surroundings people yeah. I'm I'm with being you know I don't know it's really hard to explain but I think I wouldn't be the person I am now yeah yeah you know? I feel as an overview to this whole conversation we've kind of pointed out that um, if it wasn't for Oxford you wouldn't have benefited from the unique opportunities like mm, BG mm, Records mm, Young mm, Disease Project mm, YDP absolutely. certain teachers at our school yeah, absolutely um, like your sexuality being perceived in like yeah. a positive way um, your ethnicity being perceived in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these things I think we've identified throughout this conversation are quite unique to Oxford. Yeah, yeah no, um, absolutely. Absolutely. It all stems from, I mean, it's where you grow up. I suppose it'd be the same concept for anyone who, you know, talking about where you grow up. I think it's, it's, it obviously, it plays that massive part. It is yeah, fundamentally yeah. what makes you who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but absolutely, because of, of, of you know the, the the divide in Oxford in, in underprivileged and privilege, the underprivileged like um, dome community wall yeah. recognises that, so creates opportunities. And don't get me wrong, Oxford is not full of loads of opportunities. There's very few. Yeah. But the people who understood that mm. and so people like Darren, Lex and Zara, um, Zara and other, there's other, you know, bits and bobs here. I want to shout out, although I never really did CDI, I want to shout out Marsha because yeah. uh, I, well, I overheard, not overheard, social media told me that she's leaving the CDI project. Oh, is she? And although the CDI is something that I'd never really participated in, mm. like the work they've done has been... Yeah. Quite yeah. excellent, so yeah, I just want to shout out her as well. Because YDP tried to partner, yeah. partner up with this, but it, I didn't, it didn't really did it. But yeah. yeah, I remember being there. What they were doing seemed quite cool. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's these little pots, but actually, like I said, it's just a tiny seed. That's all it takes to make us who we are. Yeah, yeah. You know, without being big-headed, it's not about that. It's having that mindset. You know, in in the sense of. Just be kind, just be, you know, remember where you're from, remember the, the, the hand that fed you kind of type yeah, thing, yeah. and knowing where you came from and what you've grown up with and or, or what you grew, grew up without, yeah. and making the most of what you have, you know. That's one thing I always live by is it's not what you have, it's how you use it, yeah. you know. I even say that to trainees now who, who are just trying to get into the industry, and I'm yeah. like, if there's one thing... And you can take it anywhere with you, with you. It doesn't matter if you're in the industry or not. It's just, it's not what you have, it's how you use it. Um, and also as well, another saying that I also said, quite deep, I suppose. But um, it's really easy, I think, in, in, in a creative industry to think that you're carrying the world on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, and what I say, it's not the world you're carrying, it's just a backpack. Just remember, it's just a backpack, and what's in that backpack matters. Yeah. Um, but just remember, it's not the world on your shoulders yeah, that you're yeah. carrying, because when you want to be something or have an aspiration or a dream or anything like that, it's really easy to get 
caught up and think the worst if you're not doing what you want to do yeah, or yeah. doing something you're, that you're doing well. Mm. Um, you know, I think for me personally as well, I think with, with how I am, I care about doing things right. I obsess over it. If I get something wrong, I could just be in floods of tears because I, I care about doing something so yeah, yeah. well. And sometimes, yeah, you just got to remember it's just a backpack. Yeah, yeah. It's just a backpack. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Maya. No, thank you. It's been cool it's to been, hang out with you. Yeah, um, it's been lovely. Yeah. And cool. I'll see you soon. Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, we live here now, so... There you go. <laughs>